your bitch i hope you have all had a wonderful week i hope you're ready to set yourself up to have yet another amazing week i am feeling very calm and very good this morning it's actually currently 12 minutes past seven in the morning when i'm filming this um and i feel like we should just jump straight into what i'm grateful for i am very grateful for the way this morning has actually turned out so i'm actually supposed to be in a spin class right now and the spin classes at this gym i've been going to are like my favorite things in the world right and I woke up on time, so I didn't wake up on time. It's that the way our drive works is that basically my car's blocked in um, and I wasn't gonna go start waking my parents up at half six in the morning to get them to move their car. So I was like, okay, well, I guess no spin then. I'll go for a run later. I'll get up and I'll film a podcast before anyone wakes up. That is a great idea. I really like the sound of that. I'd love to, yeah, it'd be 8 a.m. and my podcast already be done for the day. Cause I'm going to London today at like 1 p.m. So I was like, that'd be great. So I was scared that I was going to have to like brush the podcast and then end up maybe not doing it. So I was like, cool, I'll film it now. Great idea. And then I thought, let me just rig in the gym because I couldn't cancel it on my app. And they say if you've not tried up, showed up to too many that you get like a booking ban, but you can't cancel it on the app. And I think I couldn't cancel it because it was like nearly about to start. So I thought, let me just ring them. You know, what have I got to lose? And I rang them and I was like, hi, I'm really sorry. I can't make it. Like my car's blocked in. Like there's literally no way of me like getting my car out. Um to drive there is there any way you could reschedule it for me and they were like yeah all the spins are booked this week though and I was like no just to a later class this morning would be great um and there's one at half nine body pump which is like weights um that I've never done before I used to work at a gym so I know exactly what it is um and I'm really enjoying group fitness as I've said before so I'm gonna go and do that and now I oh my god sorry can you hear my dog um he just like randomly barks sometimes in the morning and in the night and it's like it's quite, an, it's, a, it's a relatively new thing and it's very annoying, let me say. Um, so I'm so grateful that they have changed my class because I was like, that's a shame because I have, I like wrote a little goal to myself that I was going to go to like three workout classes this week and hopefully go on a run to work out like four times. And I was well on track and it was all booked. So I was like, oh, that is a shame, but oh, well, I'm not going to beat myself up about it. And like, just if you don't ask, don't get. So I'm really happy. And here I am sat filming a podcast at quarter past seven in the morning. I'm going to have to leave at like nine. So I've got ages. I can go to the post office before. I can go to the shops before because there's stuff I need to do. And I feel like by the time I'm going to come back at half ten, there's actually going to be nothing for me to do. So I'm very grateful and I'm enjoying my early start a lot. And I wouldn't have woke up at this time if I didn't have spin. So I'm very grateful. I've also got an amazing ice oat latte. It really slaps. If you have a coffee machine or you're just into, I don't know, coffee, or you just, uh, if you have a coffee machine, that's really the only thing here. I guess it could work with instant coffee. I found the best thing is, I've been experimenting with all different sizes and all different like, because in my coffee machine, you can either do an espresso, a double espresso, a grand love go something, which is like in between a double espresso and a mug of coffee. And then you can do like a whole mug of coffee. But obviously it brews them boiling hot because it has to. So if I use a whole mug of coffee, I need to get, I really want to get reusable ice cubes because as soon as I pour the mug of coffee onto ice, it's boiling. But if I put milk in and then ice, it still melts the ice and then, you know, it's still really watery. But I found a double espresso straight onto ice in like one of the, in one of like the little cups, 
um, I get a small glass. You can put milk in before so that it really doesn't melt the ice, but I find it doesn't melt the ice anyway. And then, yeah, a double espresso with, with oat milk, not, not even any extra water, in a little glass, straight on ice, is the best way to do it. You know, I get loads of coffee, because obviously it's only a small glass, but I feel like it's the perfect amount. And I'd rather have, like, two of these than, like, one big mug of coffee. And I know that is actually more caffeine, and it's more espresso, but... Oh, well. I find it's a good amount. I quite like it. Especially like this, if it's like, if I'm just like, if I just want a coffee in the morning, like this is what I'll make. And if I'm like planning to have a coffee with me like all morning through like calls and work, then I'll make a big one in my flask and it stays cold. Anyway, the journal prompt last week was what does success look like to you? Our episode was obviously on hustle culture, if you've listened to it. Um, I'm excited to see, it's not actually gone live yet, I only filmed it yesterday. I'm excited to see everybody's responses to it because it's a bit more research based like I essentially read you my uni project but I think it's super interesting so I hope you guys thought it was super interesting um yeah but the end of the episode journal prompt was what does success look like to you and the reason for that was because I think if you can define what success looks like to you you're less likely to fall victim to hustle culture because well you've got your own definition of success that you're working towards and I want to talk about it in two ways, a successful day and a successful life. So a successful day to me is kind of like I said the week before with productivity, it's balance. If I finished, like I feel like yesterday was such a successful day for me. I ended the day feeling so happy and so proud of myself because I'd stuck to my plan and I'd got the work done that I said I was going to get done. I did it with minimal to like no distraction and then... At like half six onwards I could do what I wanted I say half six because the work did take me a little bit longer and then I had an extra break because I was like if I don't have this break I'm not gonna finish it so like proud of listening to myself and like listening to my body and like getting it doing what I needed to get it done so I like had a break opened some parcels chatted to my mum came back did it and then kind of started packing until dinner so then like after dinner was like my chill time I went and walked my dog in the sun and then literally flopped into bed at half seven and I loved it I finished the film I was watching the night before I never watched films and then I started watching Call to Courage by Brene Brown but I kind of switched off it I kind of ended up on my phone chatting to people and yeah I watched like half an hour of it but like I that to me was such a successful day like I stuck to my plan I was productive within the hours I said I was going to be productive and then I got to rest like a successful day to me is like sticking to your plan and doing what you need to do when you're going to do it so that you can have the rest of the day or more breaks to make you more productive like in the end of the hustle culture episode I kind of spoke about how this day this idealistic work day that would happen in like 10 years when we're all so mindful and yeah work's not our priority blah 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 blah. and obviously my whole prediction was quite far-fetched that was the point in it but then it got me thinking afterwards like as I was explaining the day to you and I was like I know that might seem really far-fetched but don't pretend the idea of that wouldn't make you want to work harder you're in work for less hours and you get more breaks the only thing is you work when you're supposed to work with no distractions and you work hard knowing that after that hour of hard work you're gonna have a break and you come into work the next day with your to-do list and your reflection of yesterday and what you and your plan of action for today that makes it so easy for there to be no distractions and I was like I should start living like my idealistic day because I have the privilege 
to work like that if I want to work like that because I'm not in an office. So if I want to start work at 10 o'clock, I can. If I want to make it a mandatory part of my day to reflect on how my day's gone and leave my plan of action and to-do list ready for tomorrow, I can do that. If I want to have a guided meditation session at 11am after my first hour of work, I can do that. So maybe I should start doing that because to me that is a super successful day. Being like optimum productivity when you're supposed to be so that you can relax all evening so that you can switch off and like go home from the office if you will but a successful life to me I once upon a time was definitely very once upon a time I'm 21 how could I have been career driven but this has been my job for like three years like this has been my full-time almost like career for the last three years while I've been in uni so I've definitely given it a lot of thought or at least my career goals. I always was kind of like very business minded and was very into the grind and making a lot of money and was probably quite money driven or like wanted my career and my lifestyle to be quite money driven just in a way that like, it was always kind of like, I want a lot of money so I can do what I want. Not just like I want a lot of money because like I want a lot of money so I can go and travel wherever I want. And I have the luxury to like not work while I'm on holiday and just stuff like that. It was more of a like financial security, I guess, like my goal, but it definitely was very money focused. And now a successful life to me is really quite the opposite. I want a life where I can work and kind of like, earn what I need to like a little bit extra would be great because I've got a lot of travel I really really want to do and that is like right now in short term what success is to me if I'm able to make a living keep it balanced keep loving what I'm doing take it abroad travel with it be able to still like keep up with it and produce good content and work well while traveling and like making the money to do so making the money to go and travel where I want to travel and do the things I want to do while I'm traveling. Like success to me is no longer how many days I'm working, how many hours I'm working in a day or like driven by numbers and money and this, like all of my social channels could stay the exact same number as long as the money was ticking over for me to go and travel and do what I wanted and have money to travel really essentially the number of followers wasn't, wouldn't matter to me now. Whereas once upon a time, it definitely did. But to me now, that doesn't show success. Like success to me is almost like having 40,000 followers on Instagram who are like such a community and like, we're all the same, we all know each other. Like community is definitely, in my eyes, I think at the moment, more successful to me than just like lots of people, which I don't know, some of you might not, I don't know, believe, I guess. But yeah, definitely once upon a time, it was like numbers, numbers, numbers for me on socials and like success, but that's not it for me now. Like success would be able to be like meeting you guys and having events and going traveling and like a more like fulfilling life, I guess, like a more wholesome, fulfilling life than that. And yeah, I think that's what success is to me, a bit more wholesome and a bit more fulfilling and a bit more. I really want to read Brene Brown's book on Daring Greatly. I seen it on TikTok, which is why I started watching Call to Courage yesterday. Um, why did I say that? What, oh, apparently it's about like wholehearted living and like vulnerability and like vulnerability to be courage, um, to have courage. And the idea of wholehearted living, I really enjoy that phrase. I really want to find out what, that kind of means and it's an audiobook so and she was quite 
uh, humorous and fun in the kind of like speech speech talk I was listening to yesterday. So if she's narrated her own book, I think I could enjoy that because she seems like she's got an enthusiastic voice. Is that the right thing to say? Like, I don't think it would be boring unless she reads it boring because it's a book, but I don't think so. So hopefully I'll be listening to that soon once I finish Grace's book. So let's get on with our dilemmas. I don't know if I just said this, but if this is the first one you're listening to, welcome to How To Make Life Your Bitch. This is my open advice session that I do every six weeks now. And I really enjoy filming it. I don't know, let me know if you guys like exceptionally like these episodes or if you prefer episodes that are about one topic. I can see why you would, but I love these because I feel like I'm listening to everybody and answering everybody. And I just like talking about a variety of different things every once in a while. So let's go in. These ones are all very dilemma based. Like these are very situational. We don't really have any overriding advice questions anymore. In love with my best friend. He loves me too, but he isn't ready for a relationship. What do I do? So I personally think there's really only one answer to this, which is cut it off. Because the last thing we're gonna do is wait around for boys to tell us that they're ready for us because we are not a second choice and we do not deserve to wait around and be told I'm ready for you now absolutely not if you don't want me if you're in love with me and you don't want to be in a relationship with me right now you're never going to be in a relationship with me thank you very much next and I know you said you're in love with him and that's hard to just like cut someone you love off but for your own well-being please please do not wait around for this boy just and like wait for him to be ready for you it's gonna do fuck all for you in your circumstance and your self-worth and mainly your self-worth to sit there and have someone say to you like no I really love you I'm just like not ready for relationships yet and you know what he might be right he might love you and he might not be ready for a relationship but that's not for you to change that's not for you to sit and wait around for him if he loves you and he wants to be in a relationship with you he will try and if he's being honest with himself and he's not cool well done for him for being honest with himself but that is not for you to sit there and wait for him by any means because that's gonna make you feel like shit. Just waiting for someone to love you, essentially. Like, that is something we are absolutely not doing. So my advice, my brutal advice is cut it off and go and work on yourself. Except that he's probably telling the truth and I'm sure he probably does love you and I'm sure he probably isn't ready for a relationship like most guys normally aren't but that's not for you to mend and that's not for you to wait for. So go and enjoy your life, sis. And you can stay friends if you think you're able to do that. But yeah, I wouldn't, I really wouldn't wait around. You, you don't deserve that. You deserve someone who's sure of you right there and then. I really like this guy, but he's in the army and is always away and I'm studying to be a vet at uni. So I don't know if it's ever gonna work. What do I do? So I promise they're not all relationship ones. Um, this is communication in it. If you want it to work, it will work. But do you do you want it to work? Do you want to be with someone that... Are you prepared to be in like a long distance relationship? Because it's not for everyone and that's not a bad thing. That doesn't mean you like the guy any less. Like just because you don't want to be in a long distance relationship with someone doesn't mean that... Yeah, I don't think that means you don't like him any less. I just don't think it is for some people. So first, don't mark out what do I do? What do you want from the situation? Do you want to stay with them and give long distance a shot or are you happy to just leave it and do your own things and then chat to him this is what i'm thinking about the situation i'd love to know your thoughts communication 
would you rather try and make this work are you okay with long distance like and if he's not don't be offended by that like I said I don't really think it has anything to do with you as such like some people no matter the person don't want to do long distance don't want to be in a relationship with someone they can't see all the time because a relationship to them might mean a lot of like constant fun might be seeing someone might be a lot of like constant company and that's what they want from a relationship like their love language is quality time they're gonna find it super hard to be in a long distance relationship so communicate what do you want from it what do they want from it and go from there and if it doesn't work out I'm really sorry but just know that that means this guy wasn't your person and your person is waiting for you or one of your people because I don't think there's just one person in this world that we could all love I think the logistics of that is quite silly although I feel like that at times with my boyfriend I mean I feel like that all the time but the actual logistics of it don't really add up do you know what I mean I mean I don't want to find it with anyone else but no I'm probably not sure I could I actually don't feel like that when I was single I didn't think that anyway I thought that that logistically it wasn't it wasn't true um but yeah just find excitement in that if that's not your person your person's going to come along and it's going to be even better want to start solo traveling and I want to travel but I'm so nervous what do I do I really want to do an episode with a guest on solo travel as a female um I haven't actually asked her yet but I'm sure she would but she leaves to go solo traveling for another four five six months today so that's great (laughs) I mean I could potentially get oh no I think she's literally only got her phone on her I'm very keen to do solo travel episode so let me know if that's something you would want and I'm sure I could find someone that will do one with me um because I think it would be a really interesting conversation even for me to have to sit down with someone who spent a few months traveling alone as a young female and be like tell me everything about it tell me the good the bad the ugly tell me what you do to keep safe tell me what you do to prepare tell me your best ways to make friends I think that would be such a good episode so I'm really interested in doing that. But for the meantime, I would book onto something like a True Travels tour. So I went to one in Greece. That's what I did in Greece. And essentially, they're like a company that books group travel for solo travellers. So sometimes people book on with a friend or two. But essentially, it's a group of solo travellers who book onto a trip. So like you'll go to Thailand on the 19th of November, say, for 10 days but there'll be like 30 solo travellers going on that trip. So you're going alone, you're having the experience of not going with someone you know, but having the comfort of knowing that when you get there, there's 30 people that you're immediately going to be spending the next 10 days with and you can like immediately make friends with. You don't have to kind of like go out of your way to talk to people in hostels or go on nights out or go to hostel activities to find the people. Like you have the experience of going there alone and going there with no friends that you already know. But like I said, the comfort knowing that like, there'll be 30 people in that country and on that tour, just like you waiting to make friends and loving traveling. So I think that is such a good step. Like you do not have to fly out to Australia by yourself for six weeks to start solo traveling. Just do, like they do have two in Europe. I don't know when this episode's going up, but I think they're probably over now. I think there's some early September, if you've got some time off work still, or you've not gone back to uni and you've got some spare cash. It was the time of my fucking life. It was so good. And I'm sure there's other companies that do similar things, but I just absolutely love two travels and I loved the trip that I went on so much. Um, I want to travel long term, but my boyfriend of six years isn't interested. Awkward face. 
help. Um, I think you got to go. You need to go. Imagine you're 80 years old sitting on your fucking rocking chair and you're like, oh, I never went. And imagine even worse, you're not even with this guy anymore and you're like, oh my God, I never went and it wasn't even worth it because we didn't stay together. Because realistically, I think that's a big thing to disagree on and this isn't me saying you and your boyfriend shouldn't be together by any means, but wanting to travel long-term and someone not wanting to, I think says a big thing about who you are as people and it's just such a big want to differ on because you're saying long-term, a few years, even one year, like that is such an experience. Imagine traveling constantly for a year. I literally can't wait until that's my reality and that's what I'm doing with my life. Like nothing excites me more in this world. And I always said, I don't know how I'm gonna do it. I don't know who I'm gonna go with. I don't know where I'm getting the money. Like I have no logistic plans, but like, I know it's gonna happen. I'll go on my own if I have to. And I was saying this like when I was like 15, 16, I didn't even really know solo travel was a thing. I didn't really know people did that. I was just like, I'm gonna go by myself. I don't even really care. Um, and here we are. And like, I finally found someone who wants to do it as much as I do. And like really genuinely wants to do it as much as I do. And it's the best feeling ever. So don't let your current boyfriend or anyone in that matter, friends, family, hold you back from something that you really, really want to do. Because just imagine the regret imagine the feeling of regret of just like not doing it like obviously you've always got time you know you can go in your 30s you can go in your 40s you can go when you're retired but there's something about being like in your early 20s and just like fucking off that just sounds so main character doesn't it like the experience would be so different you know you're young you're what's the word you're what's the word I'm like punching myself currently bouncy you know like you don't really care about like bouncy is not the word I was looking for but like you don't care about like going cheap and overnight buses and like you know you're young you can do all of these things that you might need to do overnight buses overnight trains shit hostels like you don't you wouldn't care about all of that but when you're like 30 40 50 you probably won't want to be doing all that you'll probably want to do it with a bit more luxury so you just literally I'm babe you've just got to go you literally just have to go you can't let him hold you back and if he really, really doesn't want to, and you want to be with him, you can go alone and come back to him. But I just think people that want to travel don't want to just travel like once. Like maybe you do, but in my head, like, I know I want to like travel, like get up once and go for a few years. But like, that's not all I want to do. Like later on in my life, I want to move to different countries for like a few years. I want to travel again and with like, my kids, I want to do that for the rest of my life. Like that interest in travel will never go away from me. And if you're the same and your boyfriend's never going to want to do it in any circumstance, I just think that's a call for disaster a little bit. I think you just need to go. You realise you've lost yourself over the past year. What would you do to find yourself again? So in, our, in my relationships episode, I spoke a lot about this. And there's a post on the Instagram, how to find yourself after heartbreak. And I know you said you've not been heartbroken, but I think the rules apply anyway. I think keep it super simple. This is my biggest, biggest tip. I know it sounds so stupid and doesn't doesn't sound like instant gratification. Like it sounds like it's not gonna really do anything, but keep it simple. If you wake up and something 
feels good, something sounds good to do that day, just go and do it. Whatever it feels good in that moment. If you're, I know, okay, don't call me irresponsible. You're working on your uni work and your friends are like, oh, we're going out tonight. We're going out on a like nice day trip tomorrow or even just like a walk. Do you want to come? And you're like, I shouldn't really finish this uni work. If you're really in a bad place and you really like a craving happiness, just go. If your friends are doing something and it sounds good, just go. If you really are craving like taking yourself out on a beach walk, go. If you're really craving a date night with yourself where you stay in or to take away, like watch a movie, go. Whatever feels good in that moment, do it. And you will slowly, like just prioritizing your happiness and you will slowly start to feel the benefits, slowly. You will very, very quickly start to feel the benefits when you're just constantly saying yes to things that make you feel genuinely good like not just saying yes because you don't want to let people down if something if someone just like says something and you're like do you know what actually I would actually really like to do that and I'll figure out another time to do my uni work and or you haven't cooked dinner I'll just grab something from Asda or McDonald's on the way like yeah I'm gonna make sure I go and do that because that sounds that's I know that's gonna make me feel happy I know I love spending time with them people and then I can't remember what else is on the post. Oh, one of them's about validation from dating apps, but if you've not if you if it's not to do with the heartbreak, I don't think that matters too too much. As long as you're not trying to find validation from other people. Um and yeah, I think you just need to be your main priority and you're not you don't need you need to not overcomplicate it. Do what feels good and then slowly you'll start to realise what feels good. So when you're having a bad day and the opportunity doesn't necessarily arrive you can text your friends and be like do you want to go and do this because you did it a few weeks ago and it made you feel really really good just putting yourself first and not overcomplicating it because the moment you overcomplicate it start googling how to get out of a rut and it's like wake up go on a walk drink water da, da. these are all well and good but sometimes you just don't have the energy to do that and i think finding yourself is about like finding out what you enjoy so just doing what you enjoy as and when you enjoy it and you will very very quickly start to feel the benefits and start to feel a lot happier scared to leave my current job for my dream job because i'm too comfortable where i am oh to be comfortable um stephen bartlett always says everybody always calls me brave everyone always calls me brave for chasing my dreams and for like taking risks but i think I'm not brave I actually think I'm a coward for like not being able to sit in the job that I don't like and just going and chasing my dream and just like doing doing what I want he was like to me that doesn't seem brave it seems like the obvious thing to do he was like to me people are brave people who are brave are people who can sit in a job that they're comfortable in and that they don't love but like it pays the bills and blah 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 because he was like I think they're brave for not taking the risk for just staying where it's comfortable. He always says for him, that seems brave. And I kind of get what he means. So don't let yourself be comfortable. Don't let yourself be brave. Go and take the risk. Do what your heart is calling you to do. Why on earth would you be scared to go and take your dream job? The thing is, it's always gonna work out. The universe has always got your back. So no matter what's gonna happen, it's gonna work out. You're going to your dream job. Like, are you scared that it's not going to be everything you wanted? Are you scared that, yeah, it's just not going to live up to expectations? Are they paying you less? Are you scared you're not going to make friends? Are you scared you're not going to like your new boss? But like, it's your dream job. The thing is, 
What if you do? Stop thinking, what if it's bad? What if it's literally fucking perfect and you're going to miss out because you're too comfortable where you are? You don't grow in a comfort zone. You're never going to do anything great or anything new in your comfort zone. Stop thinking, what if it goes terribly? What if I make no new friends? What if it's literally the best fucking decision you ever are going to make in your whole entire life? Then what? Does that sentence not even excite you? Like every opportunity that arises, stop thinking, what if I shouldn't do this? What if you should? This opportunity is being presented to you. There's a reason for that. Take it, grab it by the fucking balls and take it. It's your dream job. Like you can't miss out on that. And even if it does go bad, so what? We're on a floating fucking rock. You can go and get another job. You know, it's the path of life to try things and make mistakes, be scared to fail, um, be okay with failing. That's what we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to sit and be comfortable for our whole lives. We would literally never get anywhere. How long is it okay to be seeing someone without a label? So I personally don't think I would be okay after about three months. I would not go longer than talking to someone, seeing someone for longer than about three months without like making it official. Cause I just don't see the point. And I think kind of like the first one with the girl who, uh, the guy wasn't ready for a relationship. Essentially the same thing, isn't it? Why not? If you're sleeping together, if you're saying you really like each other, if you're going on dates, if you're spending a lot of time together, what is this label going to do other than an extra security blanket, other than a level of security for you both and a level of understanding what is okay and what is not okay? Because the last thing you want is a boy to come back and be like, oh, I slept with this girl. And you'd be like, what? And you'd be like, and he'd be like, well, we're not together. Are you joking? <laughs> I, for me, three months. I feel like it differs, but I am very set in my ways that way. I don't understand why we, why we, why we'd be going six months, a year, eight months, longer than that, doing the exact same things we do in a relationship. Cause it's just like, why not? Why don't you want to put a label on it? Do you know, like, I actually can't fathom a reason other than they don't want, they don't want to. They don't want you to be their girlfriend. Uh, awkward. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I just don't want anyone to stitch themselves up. And I just think if you're three months in and you know you really like the person and you, yeah, and you know that you really like the person, full stop, really. Why would you not, I can't see a valid reason other than like they just don't want to for you not to be in a relationship together. And if they don't want to, then you shouldn't be wasting your time there because it's not going to go anywhere. And a year down the line of talking, they're going to be like, oh, I told you didn't want a relationship, so I'm done. I'm done now. And then you'll be like, fuck's sake. I wish you just told me that from the beginning because then I could have gone and find someone that does want to be in a relationship with me. I just don't think we should be waiting around for any gross, snotty, rotty boys or any boy or any girl. Like, we're not here to waste our lives waiting for people to want to be with us. If you want to be with me, let me know and be with me because I'm not fucking waiting for you. <laughs> oh, that was a big sip of coffee. I'm going to have to sip the last bit of the cup. Oh, that was good soup. Um, yeah, 
that sounds like I've been through it. That sounded like a trauma response. I haven't. It's just something I feel very strongly about because I just don't get... That's one thing about me. And it's probably been my ego instead of actual genuine self-worth for majority of my life. But I will not be second choice and I will not, like, wait for anyone. Not something I'm willing to do just because... I don't think I need to. I don't think I deserve that. And I know... I think it's because in my head, I like I've always said... I think the uni- I know the universe has got my back no matter what. Might be a deluded thing to think, but it's a nice thing to think nonetheless. So I'm like, okay, if you don't want to be with me, you're not the one. That would be my thought process. And that doesn't upset me that much if we're not that far in because I'm like, well, I know there is someone. And even if there's not someone, cool, that would be a hard pill to swallow. But clearly that's what is supposed to be for me in my life. Yeah, so just think that. (laughs) I want closure from my ex, but meeting up, I think meeting up will make it harder and I feel a bit lost, don't have many friends, I don't know how to be happy again. Like I said, go and read the, go and read, go and listen to my relationships episode and go and read the How to Find Yourself After Heartbreak one. But don't meet up. I thought I wanted closure from my ex and I really wanted to meet up and I'm so fucking glad we didn't because the quicker you forget about them and the quicker you move on, the quicker you never have to see their face again. Someone tell, I seen this TikTok, right? And I was embarrassed because everything I've just said to you, right? About me never wanting to be second choice, me not waiting for anyone, like me being very sure of myself in that way. I was embarrassed once I heard this TikTok that I wanted closure. It was them telling you that they don't want to be with you is the closure, is enough closure. Why are you going to let someone say that to your face again? One more, two more, three more times than they need to. They have told you they don't want to be with you or you maybe have told them that you don't want to be with them and you just feel like you need more closure. Don't do that to them. Don't let them do that to you. That is your closure. Get rid of this like silly romanticized version of your closure in your head that you're going to meet them and you're going to be like, oh my God, yeah, that was such a good time. And like, reminisce together and laugh about how you thought it was gonna work and turn into best friend that's not gonna happen all they're gonna say to you to your face is i don't want to be with you sarah and you're gonna have to go oh i really didn't need to hear that again i already knew that don't let a man or a girl tell you twice that they don't want you don't let someone do that to you because you don't need it and you might think you need closure you might think you need to see them again and ask them more questions but you don't what you need to do is actually never see them again to get over them. Get rid of their face on your newsfeed. Don't have people, don't have mutual friends tell you what they're doing with their lives. Don't stalk them on Instagram and TikTok and email and all this malarkey. Out of sight, out of mind and get on with your life. You do not need closure and you definitely don't need someone telling you again that they don't want to be with you. Fuck that. God, a lot of these are relationships. I'm sorry if you... Oh my god. Being with my I didn't even screenshot this one. It's like a screenshot next to something else I screenshotted. Being with my boyfriend for four years and now physically feeling pain over wanting someone else. <gasps> you just gotta go. All of these things, right guys, it comes down to you gotta do what you want in this life. You gotta not hurt too many people along the way. But sometimes if you need to break a heart, that's okay. And that's life. And someone will probably break your heart down the line, or maybe someone has broke your heart. We can't keep everyone happy. 
do it respectfully, do it nicely, and at the end of the day, you gotta follow your heart and do what you need to do. So there's my there's my short and sweet advice for that. Um so this one is kind of okay, let's do this one first. I'm in a job that I like, love the people, but have an issue with one of the managers, but have another job which could potentially give me a better role. And I can't do both during uni, but I'm not sure what to do as I've only been in the job I like for just a month. Guys, it's so funny how so many of you are going through such similar things, isn't it? You know, we've had like three questions about like waiting in a relationship, loads about relationships in general and breakups, how to get over people. And now two about scared to leave jobs. Do it, do it. If you have even, listen to your gut feeling listen to your intuition. You would not be asking me this question if there wasn't the slight curiosity to go and do the other job. Just go and do it. If you, not even if you're financially stable enough to go and do so, you're going into another job. I'm guessing the pay isn't too, too different. Otherwise you wouldn't consider it. And if it is, if you have the financial means to do so and you can make it work, go and do it. You're young. This is your time to experiment. This is your time to try new things. This is your time to fulfill your curiosity and listen to your gut instinct. Go, go go and do the new job. Don't make me tell you again. If you are slightly curious about something in your life, go and do it. Because imagine when you get older, every time you question any decision, think about in your, you sitting in your rocking chair and then finally when you're wise enough to sit there and go, oh, what if that was, what if that was the thing I was supposed to do? What if that decision would, would have changed the path in my whole entire life? And now you'll never know. Imagine that. Oh, the fear of regret is something I think I'm starting to realise I'm scared of. I just think it's a silly thing to not do something because you're scared. I think that's a reason to do something. Like, if you're scared to... Pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, it's not even underrated. It's essential. Like, you have to. If you want to have anything other than a very basic, mediocre life... You need to do things that are outside your comfort zone and you need to push yourself and you need to do things that are scary and you need to start thinking, what if it goes fucking fantastically? Not what if it goes awful? Because literally, what good is asking the question, what if it goes bad? What good is that going to bring you other than anxiety and the likelihood that you're not going to do it? What is the question, what if it goes really well going to do? It's going to make you go and fucking do it. And even if it does go shit on a fucking floating rock, you quit, you leave, you leave it behind you, whatever it is the situation was, you come home if it's travel and you get on with your life and you find another job and you go back to what you were doing. But at least you tried. It's all for the plot, you know? You wouldn't, if you wouldn't watch your life as a movie, you're doing it wrong. No, I'm joking. But, you know, it's for the plot. Keep up the excitement. Don't get comfortable. I have another one about self-worth in a relationship. I know they've all been very relationshipy, but I think that's nice because I don't really do girl girly talk in that kind of sense on this podcast. So I've been with my boyfriend for four years and he's away in the military. So away a lot. <laughs> I often doubt if I'm not good enough for him looks wise because he's hella fit. Any advice on to how to have more belief in yourself that you're a fucking catch looks wise. P.S. Love the podcast. You inspired me to step out of my comfort zone and start my own. Yes. I'm so glad we finished on that because that is what I want to do. I want you guys to step out of your comfort zone and start living your life like it's a fucking movie. Anyway. Um, 
your boyfriend is with you for you. Your boyfriend thinks you're fit. And I know I always say you shouldn't take your validation and let other people fill your cup. But, um, okay, so is this TMI to share? I recently, since last summer, have gained a significant amount of weight. <laughs> I, I don't care about saying how much, but I don't want to trigger people. I've gained a lot. I can, I've actually gained a lot of weight. Um, but last summer I was off of my contraception and now I'm on it. It's wearing off. So, but yeah, there's been a lot of factors. You know, I finished my fucking degree. Who cares if I put on a couple of pounds or not a couple of pounds, <laughs> a lot more than that. Um, <clears throat> And I've catch myself. I've caught myself being like, and I've actually said this to my boyfriend because I'm really good at communicating now. I'm not, but I'm trying to get there. Um, being like, oh, he got with me when I was X amount lighter. You know, this is gonna sound really silly, and I don't want anyone to think that this is a reflection on my boyfriend. This was all me. He's very into the gym, and so was I at the time. And I was just like, oh, he got with me when I was that body type. I wonder if he thinks anything about it. And then I was like, oh yeah, it's a shame for him that he got with me when I looked so much better and I had abs and I had smaller legs and blah, blah, blah. Do you know how stupid that is? One, my boyfriend does not give a flying fuck because we actually then had this conversation because I was like, I've been thinking this really recently. Isn't this really stupid? And he was like, yeah, you're dumb as fuck. He didn't say that. He was obviously nice about it. But he essentially was like, you're dumb. I love you for you, just as your boyfriend does. It's us that has to come to terms with it. It's not me thinking that isn't a reflection on my boyfriend's thoughts. It's a reflection on my own thoughts. Me thinking I'm not as attractive as I was last summer because of X, Y, Z. That's me thinking that and then reflecting that onto other people in my life. There might be a reason you think this way. If so, go and listen to my body confidence episode with the Charlotte and my self-worth episode because it's an issue there with self-worth and like knowing who you are and remembering that you're hot as fuck. No matter if you look different or if you've gained weight or if you haven't and you're just having a bad day or a bad couple of months, like, you're hot as fuck and you shouldn't think otherwise. And take pride in having a fit boyfriend. I love having a fit boyfriend. Um, But yeah, it's definitely a self-worth kind of issue there. Which is really sad and I really hope you're okay. You are good enough for anyone and everything. The only person you've got to be good enough for is yourself making sure you're making yourself happy and you're looking after yourself and positive affirmations, just reminding yourself who you are. Every time you say something mean to yourself, like I'm not good enough for someone, I am more than enough. Oh, I don't look good in this outfit. Okay, I'm really sorry. I look great in this outfit. Contradicting every thought that comes into your head, stopping it as you think it and just really, yeah, making an effort to talk nicely to yourself is the way forward here. I love you. I'm really sorry you're feeling like that. And yeah, I think I could give so much advice on this, but go and have a listen to my self-worth episode because that's what it is here. You need to back yourself before you start looking for it in anyone else. But in the meantime, take um, comfort in the fact that you know your boyfriend loves you and you're more than good enough with him. Because at the end of the day, let's be honest, if you weren't, he probably would break up with you. If the person you were with didn't want to be with you, they wouldn't. But he does and he loves you. And he thinks you're attractive and he probably thinks you're an amazing person. And no matter what you do or what you look like, I'm sure he's smitten for you. So, and if he's not, then fuck him. (laughs) I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Very relationshipy based, but I like that. Relationships, jobs and travel. Love that. 20, us in our 20s, getting our lives together. 
stepping outside of our comfort zones and doing what we want to do. I love it. I shall see you next Sunday with a really fun episode. I'm pretty sure next week should be my female friends episode with a very fun guest that I'm super excited for. So I will see you then. I hope you have an amazing week. Oh, journal prompt. Sorry, gosh, let's find, what should my journal prompt be? I have a feeling I might have said this one before, but I think it's very fitting for a few things we spoke about in this episode. I want you to answer the question, the journal prompt is, what would you do if you know you couldn't fail? What would you do if you knew 100% you couldn't fail and you knew it would go perfectly? What would you do? What would you try? I'm pretty sure I have asked this one before, but I do think it's perfect. And it's not on the Instagram, so I can make a cute Instagram post from it. Um, oh, okay, this is a good one. And if I, if, you, if I have done that and you have answered that, one reason I may not be doing what I want to do is dot, dot, dot. Are you scared? Does it make you feel vulnerable? Are you scared you're not going to be good enough? Like, what is the reason you're not doing what you want to do? And on that note, I hope you have a great week. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I will see you next week. Bye guys.